0: This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. There's a developing story out of Florida involving the chairman of Florida's Republican Party, Christian Ziegler, his wife, Bridget, who co-founded Moms for Liberty, which we have covered extensively on this program, and a third woman who is allegedly involved in an intimate relationship with both Christian and Bridget Ziegler. Now there are disturbing allegations that this third woman was assaulted by Christian Ziegler. I'm not going to get deep into the details of the case because it is still developing. But I did want to share with you my conversation with Dr. Amanda Weinstein, who has some great insights into the hypocrisy of self-anointed moral police like Christian and Bridget Ziegler, who are so intent on telling others how they should live their lives or what books they shouldn't be allowed to read. Here's a brief local news clip about the case my conversation with Amanda is right after
1: chairman of the Florida GOP is under investigation for sexual battery, a woman accusing Christian Ziegler of rape at a home in Sarasota early last month. His attorney says he is confident his client will be completely exonerated. Ziegler is a former Sarasota County commissioner who took over the Florida GOP in February after years of grassroots GOP activism. His wife is a Sarasota County School Board member and the founder of Moms for Liberty. Florida Democratic Party Chair Nikki Freed is calling on her on Ziegler to resign.
0: So Amanda, that local news clip, I think, is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this story. And I don't want to be judge, jury, and executioner here. There's still an investigation underway. But doesn't it seem like, in general, the most strident moral police out there? are the ones like covering up their their own secrets?
1: Absolutely, I mean, to be clear, I don't care what people do in their bedroom as long as it's with consenting adults. I really don't have a problem with what people do in their bedroom. But I do have a problem with people like this Florida GOP, Christian Ziegler, and his mom's really be co-founder wife telling people what they should or should not be doing in their bedroom. And they're pretty clear that people in their bedroom shouldn't be doing things with same sex relations. So it's really hard to hear that some of this was going on in their bedroom. And yet they're out there banning books about same sex relations and, you know, Pretending they have the moral high ground on what people should or shouldn't do in their bedroom
0: we we joke about projection, right uh, but it it still surprises me how often the loudest voices on on the issues you just raised are the ones who are you know engaged themselves uh, and i mean you you're an economist <laughs> and and you've got a great podcast, I should probably have a psychologist on here to, to dissect this. But the pattern is hard to ignore.
1: The pattern is very hard to ignore. I mean, we see Moms for Liberty people banning books like Antango Makes Three, which is a true story about two male penguins who raise a chick together, right? It's not even a fiction. It is It actually happened in the Central Park Zoo because they don't agree with same-sex relations. And then to see such concern over this book when you see them doing similar things in their bedroom is a little bit hard to take. And then that that doesn't even get into the whole allegations of the non-consensual part. Like This is pretty ridiculous to hear from these people of anyone.
0: Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into that because, like I said, the the investigation is ongoing and stories like this always tend to have twists and turns and we'll see where that leads us. But I, I don't think it's too early to say that the GOP in Florida and elsewhere, we're in Ohio and I think it applies here, is not sending its best and brightest. This person is the head of the Florida GOP.
1: That's right. And I think a lot of times what we hear with people like Christian Ziegler and on the GOP side is they really want to say, listen to us, listen to us, but don't look at what we're doing when, as you mentioned, I'm an economist. I deal in revealed preferences. I pay attention much more to the actions of people than the words they're saying, right? And if we look at the actions they're doing, like some of this just seems... Shocking and at the same time, completely not shocking. We're so used to stories like this coming from people who are trying to tell us what we should or shouldn't do in our bedroom, while also saying that they have the moral high ground and that they're for small government. right? It's just ridiculous. But at the same time, we need to be clear that there's a larger goal that the GOP is trying to do in Florida and beyond and that Moms for Liberty is a part of and they are absolutely trying to tear apart the public education system in our country, right? So as much as this might be kind of an ooh, juicy story to click on, and it is an ooh, juicy story to click on, right? There is a lot more to this story. And this is what the GOP has been doing since schools were forced to integrate after Brown v. Board of Education. You have people like Chris Rufo going on Fox News. You have people like Christian Ziegler's wife and mom's probably going on Fox News to be anti-CRT, to create it as this boogeyman. And we should be scared of this as a reason to tear apart our schools, right? Because they want to ban books that are true, right? Not just books about penguins, but also books like Ruby Bridges, right? When they want to ban books that talk about our true history and what is really going on, then you know what they want to do is tear apart education because they want to keep our kids ignorant because that's how they win.
0: At the recent debate between Governor Gavin Newsom and Governor Ron DeSantis, Newsom really humiliated DeSantis on every issue they talked about, but in particular, this anti woke stance and the banning of books. Uh, and he pointed out, you know, a couple authors in particular, our Ohio favorite, Toni Morrison, uh, who kids can't read in a lot of places in Florida, uh, because people have, have banned her books there. been on a banning bench, 1,406 books have been banned just last year under Ron DeSantis leadership. I love that he keeps pulling this out. I've seen this. He's been doing this all of a campaign trail. What's wrong with Toni Morrison's books? It's not banned. What's wrong? It's not true. It's not. What's wrong with Amanda Gorman's? It's not banned. And the poetry. 1,406 1, 1,406 books <laughs> false narratives. have been banned on your banning binge in the state of Florida. And even though in the last election we had monumental gains across the country, Moms for Liberty lost almost everywhere they ran. It seems like the response hasn't been to reassess and find out why they are so unpopular, but to double down. And I mean, you could point to the the Ohio legislature uh, and as, as the exemplar of doubling down on extremist policies and saying that the only reason we lost is we weren't extreme enough.
1: That's exactly right. I think that's what you have when a movement is not truly a grassroots movement, but it is more of an astroturf movement. So Moms for Liberty has definitely been touted as these grassroots moms, but it's really not. When you look at recent reports, they're funded by $2 million of donations, the bulk of that coming from just two donors right? That is not grassroots. That is astroturf. You also see things like CBS Sunday morning highlighting, look at this group of moms who have come together. Meanwhile, you don't see them highlighting groups like Moms Demand or Red, Wine, and Blue, which by every metric, both groups have much larger shares of real women who are out there trying to get things done for their community. And when you see that a group like this that is astroturf and not grassroots funded by very rich donors you're going to see them continue to do the extremism without regard for what people and what everyday parents really want
0: thanks for listening everyone i've got a quick break here but i need a favor first shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. Is there a way to identify those AstroTurf movements short of doing a ton of independent research and, and finding their 990 tax forms and things like that? Are there markers that can be kind of like warning flags for groups that that claim to be defending moms rights for example or parental rights that should that should alert us to the fact that they're really answering to uh, to to moneyed interest and, and extremist interests.
1: First I'd recommend is follow the money, but our courts have made it pretty hard sometimes to actually follow the money. But a key giveaway that i have noticed time and time again is their talking points these are not parents coming to school boards talking about their children and their experiences they are saying word for word the same thing that we hear in a florida school district in a georgia school district somehow these parents just a few throughout the country happen to stumble upon the same book and the same quote that happened to upset them right I don't think it happens that way. This is a playbook that they shared with their few members to go and parrot the same thing over and over and over again. That parroting of those talking points, and when you hear it devoid of any real experience or any real child who has been affected, you know that's AstroTurf and not grassroots.
0: Can you remind us of that shocking uh, and in some ways hilarious statistic of the number of... Moms who are responsible for a majority of the book bans nationwide?
1: Yeah, the number I believe is about 11 people nationwide responsible for about 60% of the book bans across the nation. Like that is just insane. Again, that's not grassroots. 11 people does not make a grassroots movement. What does make a grassroots movement is all of the moms who are going to their school board saying no. I live in a historically red suburb, and I saw an auditorium packed with moms who were against just maybe three or four moms for liberty people out there trying to get books banned. And that just doesn't play well, apparently, in the media for clickbait of wanting to see that. But that's the truth of what is out there. We have the majority of parents are saying, look, if you want your child not to read a book, that's fine. But you don't get to tell my child what book to read or what book they shouldn't read. right? That's not parents' rights. That you, that's you trying to take away my rights as a parent. And that's where most parents and where most moms are at.
0: The way a lot of these book bans seem to operate is that uh, school boards or whatever governing body exists, they open the doors to complaints, which they should. They should hear the public. A complaint comes in and then they act almost in a panic. Uh, to, to try to mollify the supposed concerned parent and, and you have books taken off shelves. I think what we're seeing is that a little bit of backbone from these school boards will generate the kind of support you're seeing in your community and I'm seeing across the country that we saw collectively in, in terms of the election results during the, the last cycle Um, that pushing back against these extremists really does work.
1: One thing that people should know is every school board works a little bit differently. So you do have to pay attention to the rules, right? So in some school boards, anyone can go talk. So we actually saw in my school board, people came from outside the district, from outside our town, to come in and speak about the books that they wanted banned for children that that weren't theirs, that weren't even and they're not even from the community. So every school board is a little bit different. So it's important to pay attention to that. And if you don't like those rules, tell the school board, say, you know what, I think people should at least be from the community, if they're going to come in and say what books my kids should or shouldn't read from this community. But ultimately, people need to have a backbone and realize the loudest voices do not necessarily represent the majority, right? And that makes it hard for a lot of especially moms who like, look, between working and kids and activities and soccer, I don't always have the time to show up to these meetings, right? I don't know where, where these AstroTurf movements get these people with a lot of time, but they somehow they have a lot of time that a lot of moms don't have to show up and be the loudest voice. But they should know that the loudest voice is not the majority. And the majority will let you know, and they're going to let you know in the polls, which is why we see Moms for Liberty roundly defeated in the last election.
0: Yep. Yep. And hopefully more of that to come. Thanks, Amanda. We'll keep an eye on this developing story with the head of the Florida GOP and, uh, and his wife and, and someone else, apparently. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again soon.
1: Thanks Ken. Appreciate it.